We got the truths. We got the truths. We got the truths of small business. Yeah, we got the truth. We got the truths. We got the big truths of small business. Sponsored by Yes, I rent. Yes, I rent. Yes, I rent property management. We place good tents and collect your rent. Maintain your properties and account for it. Truths. We got the truths. We got the big truths of small business. We are sponsored by Yes, I Rent. Welcome to the show. I'm Joe Watkins, your host with my co-host, Travis Castle. Hey, hey, all right. So today we are, uh, man, we're super excited. We've got a great guy on the line here. Uh, we've decided that uh, that we want to bring him to you guys and uh, uh, share what we've learned here about his business. Super interesting business. This is, by the way, welcome, Scott Huxley. Scott, thank you for taking the time today uh, to talk to us. Well, thanks uh, for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Scott is the founder of Whiskey Barrel Wholesalers which can be found at whiskeybarrelwholesellers.com. And uh, so I, we reached out to Scott here because, first off, what a cool name. That name itself, Scott, you kind of go like, wait a minute, Whiskey Barrel Wholesalers. Uh, so instead of me doing it, I wanted to maybe give you a second, tell us a little bit about what do you do, what is Whiskey Barrel Wholesalers, and, and why do you do it? Okay, sure. We, uh, we actually sell... Uh, whiskey barrels just emptied by the distillery and uh, we sell them by the truckload and uh, I've been doing it uh, directly myself here out of Ontario, Canada and thought it was, uh, was a neat business opportunity idea for, uh, for folks in the U.S. Uh, so we just recently launched this in, uh, in the fall. Very good. And what's been your experience with it so far? How, how, things, how have things gone? So it's a few months old at this point. Yeah, that's that's correct, and uh, it's going uh, it's going relatively well. We've uh, we've sold uh, a load to a distillery in Rochester, and uh, we sold a, a couple loads to uh, some entrepreneurs who are are trying to put our, their business together. Very cool, Joe, Joe. When I say that I met this guy Scott that is in the whiskey barrel wholesaling business, what comes to mind? Well, I'm picturing the strolls through the distilleries that I've had over the years where I see whiskey barrels and I'm, 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 I'm looking at the, the wisdom on those barrels, the age in those barrels. Cause, cause what, uh, Scott, the, the average lifestyle of a barrel is what, about 14 years? Uh, yeah, so they're, they're going to last around 12 to 16 years before the distillery decides that they, they would no longer have them in use. And that's where uh, we, we take over. And, and, and one of the things I've, uh, uh, I think I've learned I've asked, in asking questions, and I want you to confirm if, you'll, if you know this, but just to give some folks a little background of the barrel, I think because there, there's history in these barrels, and, and to, to a lot of people that, that, that end up with some of these barrels, the history matters. In other, other cases, it don't. They, they just wanna, they want a cool-looking piece of wood that's aged that they want to make something out of. But, but uh, my understanding of is these barrels – start brand new in bourbon distilleries because bourbon has to use a, a brand new barrel. Is, is that right? Am I right on that? But, yeah, that's correct. So, so they are Kentucky bourbon barrels. Uh, a lot of them will still have stamps on them with Jim Beam, 
uh, Major's Mark and uh, various other ones. And uh, Buffalo Trace is another example. And then once uh, they can only be used once. Once they've That's been right. used, uh, then they are moved to uh, other countries or other distilleries in, in the U.S. A lot of them end up in Canada. A lot of them end up in Scotland, uh, what they, they uh, put the scotch in. And then they'll be used another two to three runs. And then at that point, um, I assume that the flavoring from the char inside the barrel deteriorates to the point where uh, they wouldn't use them any further. Yeah, I think that so the barrels, they, I was just going to say the barrels themselves are made out of American white oak and they will last up to a hundred years. Uh, the only reason wow. they're retired is just from the, the, the flavoring aspect. I think I think that's the interesting thing is is that uh, and I know where this is not a, a whiskey show, but you are selling whiskey barrels, so we got we got to talk a little bit about it. So I think that's a cool thing for the audience to know is these these barrels go through potentially quite a few different distilleries, and I'm even hearing they're being used in the wine businesses now and other types of alcohol, even in beer that they're using barrels to to, to add flavoring to other types of alcohol. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And so by the time you get them, they've, they've hit their, their last shelf and they're, they're now need to be, uh, now they become something useful in somebody, you know, in, in another way that maybe is not necessarily alcohol, but are you selling, are you selling to other alcohol folks that are doing other types of alcohol as well? Or are you yeah. selling? Okay. Yeah. So, so they would then be used by other, um, uh, craft brewers and other distillers could use them as finishing barrels. Uh, but yeah, we definitely sell um, a lot to, to craft brewers who who actually uh, brew their their beer or finish their beer in them as well. And uh, you know, I, I think it's also a good opportunity for a craft brewer or a distiller, a craft distiller, to um, to sell barrels because they, right. they seem to get asked. I understand they get asked a lot. Uh, you know, where could I get one? And mm-hmm. uh, it gives them a chance to uh, to sell. So, you, so as part of of their business, they they may decide that they want to they want to uh, buy a, a selection of barrels over and, and sell them as part of their business. Is what you're saying? Yeah, some you could they, they could refinish them with their logo on the front and on the top, uh, use them for decor in the brewery, or uh, sell them to their customers. So there's many uses they could have. They could also use them as brew barrels. So they could have multiple uses for those. So what does that mean, Scott? You say they finish the brew in that. T- tell me, what, is, what does that mean? Yeah, so they would, you know, if they're looking to make a specific type of um, a flavored beer that maybe had a, a whiskey flavor to it, uh, they, would, they would put the beer in the, uh, uh, once, it, once it's been brewed, they would put the beer in the, uh, the barrel. And then at that point, they would age them for a period of time. Gotcha. So, so they're, so... In terms of beer, there is some life left in the barrels for that process. Well, yeah, for, for, for any various types of alcohol, only a bourbon, a true Kentucky bourbon, has to use a new barrel. So and that's, then after that, that's where that expiration date comes, yeah. is with the bourbon. And then after that, that barrel goes and has a life cycle beyond that. And, and it sounds like you're in the, in the middle of that life cycle. Uh, are you, would you say you're more in the middle of the life cycle of the barrel or are you more towards the end of the life cycle in your business model? Uh, yeah, I would say we're, we're more towards the end. Um, okay. you know, they're, they're probably not going to be used as a finishing barrel too much, uh, too, too much longer. You right. know, they might be able to put a couple more brews in it and that would be, 
that would be that, and then it would then become more of a like a furniture grade product. So, so what grade is that? So I, I understand, is there like grade A, grade B barrels, and and what would these barrels be, or would would they be a mixture? Yeah. I, well, these, I mean, this isn't my grading grading system, but yeah, for for the barrels that we sell, we have grade A barrels that are just empty, and then we also have uh, calls which have have been dried out and are older barrels. So, so those would be used more for uh, people that wanted staves, rings. Uh, head, so they would take the barrel apart and use it more for for the for the actual pieces of the barrel as opposed to the barrel itself. So, so talk about that for a minute, Scott, because people are taking these barrels and they're kind of uh, kind of like an old car. They're piecing them apart, right? I mean, if I if I bought yeah. these from you and I wanted to kind of make a product and and put out there, I've got a few different ways of doing that other than just selling the barrel or reselling the barrel. Talk to me about what maybe an end user would do with the the pieces or the parts that make the barrel? Yeah, so they can use the rings. They'll put a, a wood insert in the ring and make a, a clock or, or make some sort of use. I think it's a CNC machine where they do an engraving on the wood and put that wood inside the ring um, just as decoration. Uh, people are using the staves for a whole um, host of things. People are making wood wall features with the staves. Beer flight holders. There's a lot of different uses. All you have to do is sort of go to Pinterest to see everything you can do with a barrel or a, a stave or a ring, and there's there's just so many things people are doing with them right now. And also, that wood is 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 been very in vogue lately, right? With the with the rustic raw strip back pallet use pallets for walls type deal we've been in for the last decade. So yes, it, it definitely. People are very interested in rustic right now. Um, they're also rustic weddings is a, a is a big trend with COVID. And when I'm selling them direct up here in Ontario, a lot of people are buying them. They aren't even sure what they're going to do with them. They're just going to get a couple barrels because, you know, my wife saw something on Pinterest and we're going to make something because we're home alone. So there's, there's a lot of different uh, different options available. So Scott, you've you've been in this business for what, a couple of years now. Yeah, this this is relatively new to me. Uh, this wasn't my my core business. Um, as I mentioned to you guys, I I started out uh, still have a, a security business in Ontario here, and uh, this was something I started for fun, and it really started to take off here for me. And I thought this might be a great opportunity for for other folks, uh, specifically in the in the states. And that's kind of the, the, the thing on, the, on the, the big truths of small business we like to, to sort of highlight occasionally. And I want to kind of get your take on this. Um, is this business, would you say that, because you said you kind of started for fun and it started to you know, do well. And, and kind of one of the things that me and Travis have talked about a lot quite a bit is, is, is exactly that, that, that when sometimes you start things and they're, and they're a passion for you, they're a passion play, they're a fun they're an entertainment value thing for you that oftentimes your, your, your energy gets put there in a way that actually produces something that you might not have produced in areas where it feels like work and you're working hard and you have to make the money out of it. You know, where this, this, this sort of evolved from a passion play Would that, would that be accurate for this side business for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, you guys know you're, you're, 
in business for yourself. Over time, you keep doing the same thing. You're in the same business. It's hard to keep fresh and, and keep excited. And uh, this kind of uh, gave me a little bit of uh, energy. And I like whiskey barrels. I originally, you know, my wife thought I was crazy getting a truckload mm -hmm. of whiskey barrels. And I thought, you know what, I don't care. I, I might sit on these for three years, and that would be fine. It would just, I'd have fun with it. And, uh, you know, 45 days later, the load was gone. So oh, wow. you, you never know what could happen. <laughs> now, are, are you are you a whiskey connoisseur? Is that uh, where, where did the idea? I'm trying to figure out. You're the first guy I've ever met that does this. So we're you know you're you're working in your uh, security business. You said you said you sell like ADT security systems in Canada. Yeah. I'm trying to connect the dots yep. between selling the ADT security system and going. You know what? I'm going to buy a truckload <laughs> of whiskey barrels. Yeah. Help me out with that. Well. It I, it, I don't even drink whiskey, so it wasn't related to that. It was I like rustic things. Uh, we have a country property, and uh, I made a, a fountain out of one, and a lot of people liked it. And I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to buy some, and I'll, I'll make a few more fountains and see if I can sell them. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to paint my wife out as being uh, anti-business here, but uh, she thought she didn't think that was going to work. So it was almost, it was a bit of a spite business as well. I was going to show her. <laughs> you're really the smart one in the relationship. Is that what you're, is that what you're telling me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Not. Absolutely. Not. He, he wants to stay in the smart, relationship. <laughs> he probably, it, it, she was the smart one because she probably knew by saying that, that would, you know, that would there you go. It, on. it would light a little fire underneath a, you to prove her wrong. That's yeah. a man that's been married 25 years. Right so would you say in the security business, are you, are you nearing your, your, the retirement in that business or is that something you're going to continue to do? Yeah, we still continue with it. Um, you know, we're, there's a lot of marketing dollars spent to, to, to drive volume in that business. So I wouldn't say we're, uh, we're pushing it as hard as we used to, but, uh, it's right. still a going well, that's, 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 that's cool. That's, that, I think that it's, it's, it's something we hadn't talked about Travis when we did our, our show, the rebound. So we did a show called the rebound Scott, uh, many episodes ago, and, and it was one of our more popular shows. It was about kind of getting reinvigorated again and finding some passion back in what you do to try to just, just remember why you did all this to begin with in your small business. And we didn't talk about it in the rebound that, that a version of that is, well, let me let me start a little side gig, a little that's, side gig. that's 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 fun that keeps it exciting, you know that, that makes it interesting and 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 let the other let the the primary pay the bills, not trying to go you know kill it anymore over there, but it's paying the bills. Let me go start something over here that's a little more fun, and that's maybe that's part of the rebound show. I, I think that makes sense. And look, I don't I don't want the secret recipe here. I'm not asking for the recipe, uh, Scott, but at the same time, so you, you have this idea, so you're, you're going you're gonna to go do this. Your relationship, the win here for the distillery is they've got all these barrels. Basically, they gotta, they got to get rid of them, right? They're going to sell them to somebody. So at some point, is this a bidding process for you, or are you acquiring this? Now you're, I know you're doing it direct from the distillery. Walk me through again. I don't only trade secrets, but walk, walk me through the process of doing that. Yeah, so, so originally I, I just started out by uh, committing to, to one load, uh, but then 
over time, the opportunity came available where I could sign a contract for considerably more over the period of the year. So I took a bit of a risk there for sure. Um, uh, so I, I know I've committed to, you know, a specific number of barrels every year, and I have those available to me ongoing. If I go over that limit, I know they are still available, uh, but to get into sort of the wholesale side of things, you, you can't just sort of buy one at a time. You have to, have to make some commitments. I got you, but, but you're end user. So, so you sort of, so the value here for, for uh, me, if I want to buy a truckload from you, is you have taken that risk. You've made a commitment to these distilleries that I'm going to spend X amount. I'm going to buy these, whether I have them yep. sold or not, and I could lose money here. But from, for your customer, you're saying, Hey, I'm fine to sell you one truckload a year or, or one truckload. And that's it. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. And yeah, that's correct. They could just buy one truckload and uh, the, the pricing isn't, isn't really that far off of what, you know, if they were, if they were, first of all, it's quite difficult to buy a truckload um, from a distillery. You, you kind of have to um, be in the know and be connected. But at the same time, um, the pricing really is, is close to the same based on the volume. And Scott, how many barrels are in a, in a, in a truckload? Uh, so there's 288 barrels. Uh, okay. So it's, it's, it seems daunting. It seems like a big number. Um, but uh, if you have a if you have room to, to, to store them, then ultimately, uh, believe it or not, they're very easy to sell just as they are. Um, that's what a lot of people don't get is how quickly these things move. It, um, it, 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 it surprises everybody when they sell. So, so when you when you buy the truckload currently, are you offloading that truck somewhere and then reloading it, or are you kind of wholesaling that truckload out to the next customer before it hits your door. Yeah, so uh, if I'm getting them direct, obviously, I'm getting them direct to my location. Uh, we've got a couple of locations here in Ontario that we ship to. And then uh, for our customers wholesaling, uh, for purchasing a load from us, uh, they're going to get it direct from the distillery. So it's going to get loaded, emptied by the distillery, loaded the same day. So they're, they're I mean, they, they do still have a little bit of alcohol left in them. And then they're going to see they're going to see it two days after it's been unloaded. How much alcohol, Scott? And uh, uh, <laughs> when, when can we get it? Can, uh, can we get one barrel? Uh, no, you, you can't. <laughs> okay. if, we're, if you're in Ontario, I'll, I'll gladly sell you one barrel. But uh, logistically, you, first of all, you need hazmat clearance to ship it. <laughs> well, that's have, interesting. They okay. Have, they do, yeah, they do have alcohol in them. Um, and they don't do live loads. So logistically, you can coordinate your own load if you want to buy a load from us, uh, or we can. It's easier for us to, to coordinate the shipment for you. So, so if if but I yeah, were... they do... yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. If I wanted to buy a load from you, so we're in Atlanta, Georgia, located in the southeastern yeah. part of the U.S. So uh, it would make more sense. In terms of one of the things we haven't talked about is shipping costs. You're in Canada. We're talking a, a truckload of freight here. So shipping yeah. cost becomes kind of an important piece to this. What What's the best way of doing that if I want to buy a truckload from you? Yeah, so we have a, a freight broker we work with. They ship all over the state on a regular basis, um, specifically the barrels here. And um, we can get you a, a quotation. To give you an idea, just ballpark, 
um, shipping a load to, to Atlanta would probably be about $2,000, and that would include the uh, customs clearance, uh, which just that in itself is about $500. But, but I'm guessing also that, that you can also, uh, if you know ahead of time and it wasn't had to have it now, you could probably broker a truckload say out of Kentucky or something where that truck's just coming to me from Kentucky and, and potentially save, save some cost. Is that something you do at times? Um, we don't have any distilleries we work with in Kentucky. Okay. Um, so is that what you're referring to? Like, well, I wouldn't yeah, say so in like, Kentucky in particular, but I guess that's, that's the closest to us. I just came to mind. So most of your distilleries will, are, are located where that you're dealing with? It, they're, they're in Ontario, Canada. Okay. So. Okay. I got you. We, I don't know that we talked about price, but um, uh, the barrels are thirty-five dollars uh, U.S. per barrel. Yep. Uh, so the price is, is pretty low, and uh, one of the reasons is because you know the the, um, the Canadian exchange helps uh, with that. As well. That's right. So uh, so online, just for the listeners, I mean, uh, the wholesale price thirty-five dollars plus shipping, right? So there's, I mean, you know, you yeah. ramps up whatever. So the, maybe twelve so, if, to here would be twelve thousand dollars for a truck load so whatever that works if you include the, the, the shipping yep so another what two dollars a barrel or 288 barrel or something like yeah that. i mean i mean uh somewhere in, that, barrel. somewhere in the neighborhood we could so 36 37 bucks you're you're all in i mean i'm seeing these things sell online scott just the just the barrel for uh 65 dollars i think was the, was the lowest price that i saw online so that's pretty decent margin yeah yeah we yeah, we and we we have people here in in the Toronto area. So I'm just outside of Toronto. Uh, they they're selling them for eighty Canadian. I sell them for one hundred and twenty five delivered. Mm. And uh, do we'll do three three four hour deliveries a week and sell forty to fifty barrels doing it that way. And these are just end users. These are just two homes where somebody wants one, two, three, or four for whatever purpose. So, so, so you're you're able to sell forty to fifty barrels a week in your kind of local market in Canada. That's that's what your experience yeah. is. Hmm. Yeah, and 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 we don't spend any money on advertising either. Uh, it's all done through Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, that one because that's such a visual product. I mean, people people think it's cool. And oh, social so media is perfect. It's perfect product. for that product. Absolutely. Yeah, we and, and we, you don't feel rich. You don't see a lot of price shopping with this, and, and the reason is people see it as a top pick on Facebook Marketplace, so they just see it pop up, and they go, oh, cool, I want to I, you know, I want to get a whiskey barrel, and then they contact you. They, they're not right. out in the market price, doing price comparisons, and a lot of times the people that are selling it at a discount aren't always um, you know, local, and they definitely don't do delivery. So in this market, that's, a, that's definitely advantageous on the only one that does deliveries. And I think the same would be the case if, if you know, somebody wanted to do that. Right. So, so, so you're just selling the, the, the naked barrel there, the same barrel you receive that you get off of the tractor trailer. That's what you're selling. Do you have any customers that are customizing? I mean, I know the world of these barrels. These barrels end up being, like you said, tables and restaurants or chairs or a million different things. Uh, do you have any anybody you sell to that you're aware of that kind of customizes this, puts your, you know, your favorite yep. team's logo or your business logo on it? Uh, t- tell us about that. 
Yeah, so, so we do have a, a barrel company that buys them, and then they, beyond selling them as is, they refinish them, uh, so they make, like, coffee tables out of them, uh, nightstands, uh, various other things. And uh, so, this, I mean, there's so many things you can make with them. Right? The list just uh, sort of goes on and on. But, yeah, you can, if, you're a, if, if you were a woodworker and you wanted to add this into the mix, um, it's, a, it's a great add-on for that sort of business. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at some of this stuff. Just uh, so Scott, I was looking at a table similar to what Joe and I are, are sitting at here, and I do think about this for people's basements or for bars, really. But it's just a table. It had the, a barrel similar to what you're selling under it, and then some of them had like a logo or, or or something else stamped on the side of it, and they were selling for like four hundred dollars. <laughs> online, which I, I found pretty incredible. But honestly, if you start thinking about the customization of that, I mean, I guess that's well worth it. I guess people are paying this. There's um, People are cutting them in half, and then they're putting a, an oak top on them with hinged, hinge, making them into a coffee table. And uh, on Etsy, those are selling for $1,200. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, so do you work in terms of, so you don't work with a contract of any type. Like literally I can buy one truckload. So if I called you today and said, I want to do this, walk me through what are the next steps in, in doing this? Is it, is it 50% or is it a hundred percent? I pay up front. How do I pay? Uh, do I enter into an agreement with you? You said, I just have to buy one truckload. You've answered that. So walk, walk me through the next steps if I wanted to move forward with this. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're pretty easy to work with. We don't have NDAs. If you want to buy one truckload, that's fine. Um, we would get, uh, we would get a quotation with our freight broker and then, uh, do up an invoice, uh, send it to you. We do uh, wire transfer up front. Once we've got payment, uh, you're looking at about, uh, two to three weeks, uh, potentially four, depending on the season, uh, when we've got a load date and then the, the goods will ship to you, uh, once the, the uh, barrels have been loaded, you, depending on where you're located in the U.S., it's going to be one to two days. Um, we do have a financing option that we just put in place as well, and that's through uh, FundWise Capital. Uh, so you don't, have to, you don't have to have the cash up front. We do have a, a financing option available. You still pay wire transfers, but they're able to fund you ahead of time. So, Scott, how many, how many truckloads have you, have you bought and sold over the last couple of years? Well, um, I, I go through uh, a couple of, uh, sorry, I go through one every two months directly. Okay. So just on my, just selling them myself directly. Right. Uh, we're, we're around 14 okay. in the last uh, two, two years. So you can kind of do the math if we're selling them around 100 to $125 delivered. And then um, as far as uh, wholesaling, like I said, we just gotten into that. Uh, we've done a couple wholesale loads here in Ontario, outside of my area, and then into the U.S. Uh, we've, we've done a few as well. Uh, one was to um, a distillery in uh, Rochester, and they were using them specifically for not to use as finishing barrels, um, but they were going to use them for decor purposes, put their logos on them, and then also sell them to the uh, to their customers who, who are always asking. Yeah, so so I guess for for any of the listeners, if you have a brand 
and you're looking for a really cool something that you can create and give to clients. I mean, obviously that's a interesting thing to give to a client. It's kind of big, but, but if it could be finished on the outside to be water protected, I mean, it becomes a cool outdoor table. Do, do you see that that can be done? It can be water protected well enough to be an outdoor table. Yep. Absolutely. You can sand them down. Uh, you can, uh, the, the rings will actually become bare metal. Right. And then you can put a, a, a stain and an outdoor uh, sealer on them, and they can be left outdoors for years. Um, I've, you know, I've made fountains out of them. I'll drill a hole in the middle of one. I'm not a carpenter by any means. That I'm not really uh, that handy. But, you know, all you have to do is drill a hole in the middle of one, stick an umbrella in it, finish it off, like, you know, just like I mentioned, and uh, throw some stools around it, and you've got yourself a table around uh, the pool area so and just just, just comes to mind scott i know this is an end user of this product is the rental business in terms of like weddings anybody that's doing i yep. guess the event business right so if the if you needed 50 tables set up and these tables needed to be portable and 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 have that type of usage is, is that a realistic customer for for this product Absolutely, yeah. So we, I actually have a, a group of, of 10 tables and uh, 40 stools with 10 umbrellas um, that I, I have available for rent just for that purpose. So you could definitely do uh, wedding rentals, uh, get some live edge planks and set up some, some bars and various things. Uh, so that's, that's the market that they could also get into. And that's good stuff. So, so I'm running the numbers here. Is it accurate to say, would you say this, and, and we're going to test your accounting a little bit, Scott. So, so based on what you told Joe in terms of your sales, would you say that you have sold personally a half million dollars worth of these barrels? That's, that's individual sales. Uh, individual yeah. sales. Yeah. yeah, so I, I mean, I would, if you wanted to... Uh, I focus more on the, the net versus the growth. So <laughs> we do, we do I, too. Yeah. I, okay. So, so, so my, my net up here is around uh, $20,000, a little. Now over, over the life cycle or, or per, annually or per load, he said per, per load, per load, per, per, per truck, $22,000 per truck load. And you're not, right. you're not customizing these barrels. No, I'm selling them as is, and like I say, I do, a, you know, I sell a few fountains here or there. Um, I do a few wedding rentals, but the majority of what we do is just as they come. We sell them just as is, and uh, it's, a, it's a pretty simple model. And, and I'm doing it part-time, guys. This isn't a full-time, a full-time gig. I'm probably spending 16 hours a week on it. My comment was going to be that, that – your your side hustle is making more than Travis does in his full time hustle. <laughs> well, well, that's, that's that's very true. So so Scott, that's true because I'm Joe's business partner, which means I don't I don't make much money. But but I, I, I'm curious, Joe, are you willing to commit on air right now to buying a truckload? And and if not, what is the objection? Let's give Scott a little feedback here. What what would be the objection that you would have? Uh, to purchasing, this is not an infomercial. So, so give me the objection. I don't have, I don't have any real objection. Uh, I, I feel like I could probably sell these too. The, 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 the biggest caveat is where's it going? 
when it gets here. That's probably your biggest storage. Storage. Um, yeah. So sto- that, that is that is the biggest issue for most people. Yeah. I mean, where are you going to store 288 barrels? And then, and then after that, you got to have some kind of logistical set up to, to either a deliver or, or you have enough volume of, of customers around you to pick them up. Um, so it becomes logistics after that. But in terms of getting people that want to buy them, I don't think that's an issue. So it's, it's, it's storage. So I've got, when, when Travis was talking about this earlier today, I just had a, one of my contacts come to my head that, that, that will probably be a phone call after the show to, to see what, cause he's got the, the land, the, the building, the storage, the, the wherewithal. I've got some ideas of what, what he even could do with some metal on these things to add some value to the individual customer. And I might just become a broker mm. myself. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like I'm going to cut you yeah. out of that too, Travis. I like that because you don't do much brokering in our existing <laughs> brokerage business. So I'm glad, I'm glad listen, we found something you can broker. Well, listen, I, my brokering days are, you know, I've, I've done that so many times over the years. I, I, I'll leave that to you these days. So Scott, what I could do though, <laughs> is I could find some end users. So, so one strategy here would be, we would go ahead and pre-sell this stuff and then order it from you. Are you confident if I sold 288 of these barrels, you're fairly yeah. confident somewhere between four to six weeks, you could have these barrels anywhere in the United States. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the variable is just the shipping cost, right? So, I mean, going, you know, shipping out to California may not make a lot of sense just because, you know, you're right. shipping probably going to be five, $5,000, but in the Northeast, um, yeah. Gotcha. Where do you see this thing going for you? Again, this is the big truth of small business. For the most part, our interviews are talking to small business owners about the life cycle of their business and kind of how they got into it, the, the, the troubles they find themselves in and the fixes and the victories. So in thinking about this side hustle, I mean, here you are today, you're on the big truths. We got to know what's the end game for you. Uh, it sounds to me like if you got some customers here that could make some money, I mean, it's it's easy to see how you can uh, you, you can do that for them. Obviously, you can make some money here. Is this just that? Is this just hey, I want to sell fifty truckloads a year, and that's a victory? What would be a win for you uh, in in this business, Scott? Uh- yeah, so I mean, I, I kind of view the win as as me getting up and, and feeling like you know, it's going to be a good day, and I'm going to have fun doing what I'm doing. Uh, the money aspect isn't really, you know, we all have to make money, so you know, let's be real. But at the same time, it's not my total focus. It's just you know, and and if something comes to me where this may shoot off into something else, then that that that's where I get it. Yeah, so so one one of the things that nobody likes to say that I kind of hear you, and I appreciate you saying it, Scott. Although you didn't say it, but I'm going to put words in your mouth right now. Is that come to find out, making money is fun, Joe. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it doesn't it? have to be the the passion play. It can yeah. actually be making a lot well, of money. Well, we, we've right? dis- we've discovered that even some of the things you don't like to do when they make money, they're a lot more fun than when you're trying to do them and they don't make money. But but it's even more fun when you do things you enjoy doing and they make money too. <laughs> That's uh that's always uh 
that's always a fun thing to be in. I, I want to, so I, Scott, I want to kind of get a few nuggets out of you before we close out the show. And uh, I don't want you to preclude this just to your, your whiskey barrel business, but you've been in business a long time. It sounds like, and so you got a lot of experiences and, and, and so there's listeners on the show that, that, that may have their own business currently. They may be new in, in their business. They may be experienced. There may be guys trying to get into business. Um, if you could pull out a couple, two or three sort of, uh, you know, the nuggets that are things that you would mantra to your grandson, who's going to go into business. These are the things you need to really keep in mind. If you're going into a small business and you're going to be successful, won't you, won't you give us a, a couple, two or three from your perspective? Yeah, I, I, I guess I would say you, you need to um, right size your expectations. It, a lot of times you go into things thinking they're, they're one thing and, uh, or, or you go at them a little too hard and, and go too fast and, and then have to pull it back, or, or sometimes it just doesn't work out. Uh, so, so you know, maybe go a little bit slower and uh, uh, be more cautious than, than I, maybe I've done in the past. And uh, as well, I already sort of mentioned it, hopefully you can find something that you like doing, because that makes things a lot easier. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. My, the other thing I've always done, is I try not to invest too much capital in anything I do personally. Mm. Uh, so I'm not a risk taker. Um, and I'm pretty, I, I, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm fairly cautious guy. Yeah. So yeah, I like them. I like those. I think these are good. And I'm going to summarize those as three points here. Um, that find something you like to do. If you can do that, that's just huge. Um, be, be, set your expectations appropriately and, and, and allow the business and allow time to, to be your friend and not your enemy. Um, a lot of guys go, go, go hard and heavy and they, they may, they may hit it big, but they also can fall hard. So be made relatively conservative in your approach. And then, and, and, and part of that conservatism, uh, protect your capital. Uh, we talk about that a lot on the show. Um, you know, protecting your capital is may look different for the guy with millions and the guy with thousands. Um, but what you never want to be in is in a situation where you don't have margin and you don't have some cash behind you. You've gone all in, and if it doesn't work, you're done. That's that's not wise. So so ha- have have some some planning of having some uh, some cash and be be conservative around that. I think it's a a good principle of business. Travis, you got any comments on that? I would do the exact opposite, Scott. Um, I would throw a bunch of cash, and, and he has. So, so, so the idea is, I would, I would buy twenty truckloads from you. I would finance all of them. I don't know how much I got to put down. Hopefully, nothing. Uh, no, man, I think that's dead on. And I think what I know about you, if you've been in business for twenty years, is that you know how to persevere. I, I know that all twenty years of your business probably weren't just making more money every year. So I, I'm certain that you hit roadblocks, you had difficulties, and, you know, 
my experience is I just think a lot of guys check out too early. I think, I think there's a little bit of give up in small business and not that it's not appropriate at some point to give up, but you know, I think some people give up too early and they never get to that part that really pays them off. So I, I hope that you do that in the whiskey barrel business. Sounds like you already have. And I, I think you, I think you are going to do that uh, from everything I hear from you, man. Appreciate that. Well, uh, in some final thoughts, I thought Travis, that we would, uh, you're not going to play a song, are you, Joe? Well, I thought we might finish on a song that, that this sort of just reminded me of. Oh, okay. Am I going to sing while you play the guitar, well, or how's that going to work? You can. <laughs> I might mute you. I might say I'm going to be on mute. Bill might mute you. On oh, Bill? We want to thank Scott for being on the show. This is The Big Truths, and uh, we hope there's always just a little nugget of truth. That can be gathered. Before we go into the nuggets, Scott, if I want to pull the trigger real quick, how, how do I get you? How do I find you? Uh, how can I order these, uh, a truckload of whiskey barrels? Yeah, sure. You can reach me at one triple eight eight four two zero five 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 extension 101. Uh, so again, triple eight eight four two zero five 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 extension 101. Uh, or go to our website at uh, whiskeybarrelwholesalers.com. Thank you, Scott Huxley with Whiskey Barrel Wholesalers. And this is the uh, the final note here. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy. Yeah, yeah, you're the man. Yeah. Here we go. Early to bed now, early to rise. Go get that worm and never compromise. Takes more than you think, not more than you got. Go get yourself up, this is your shot. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy, y'all the one with the plan, yeah! Thanks for listening to the Big Trees of Small Business, sponsored by Yes I Rent, and thank you, Scott. We'll see you next time.